we doing? Well, you look beautiful, as far as I can see. Um, So, band, you can go ahead and and start playing. I wanted to read a scripture over you this morning before we get um, started into worship. Um, But why don't we all stand? Yeah, if you're able to this morning. Yeah, Jesus, God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're already here. God, I just ask that you would increase our awareness of you and that your just liquid love would be tangible and that we'd feel you from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. And as we focus on you, Jesus, that all the worries and cares of life just strip to the floor, God, and your peace, your shalom peace that surpasses all understanding, God. Jesus, Psalm 16. Yahweh, you alone are my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure, and my portion. You hold my destiny and its timing in your hands. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I am overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you, God. So God, we just thank you for just the privilege of being able to call you ours, God, our Jesus. We just stand in awe of you in the faithfulness, Jesus. We just put you in center stage, God, and focus as we worship you with our hearts, our souls, our beings this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus, that is the greatest gift, God, that you call us friends, God, that we can walk with you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We love you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you and the the gift of entering into your, your blood and resurrection, your life, God. We just claim life right now in you, Jesus. We just breathe in the name of Jesus that holds power, God. Thank you, God. I just, everyone here streaming or even um, if you're here in the room, just breathe in and out the name of Jesus right now. Jesus. Yahweh. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You were the word at the beginning. Hidden glory in creation now revealed in you of Christ. What a beautiful name it is! What a beautiful name it is! The name of Jesus Christ, my King.
to be in the presence of the Lord with all of you. Why don't you greet your neighbor, say hello, <laughs> welcome. Hello, there it goes. It's working now. Come on. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Oh, my gosh. Tell your neighbor you look good. Come on. You look good. You look good. You guys look good. Come on. You look good on a Sunday morning. Oh, we're so glad that you're here. We're so excited. Hello, everybody online. We're glad you're watching today. Oh, my gosh. I could just stay in worship the whole time. Couldn't you? 
so, so good. Well, this next portion of service is an act of worship. It's an act of worship. And as we come around our tithes and offerings, and I love God's word. God's word is full of so many good principles. You know that? Say amen. Oh, it's so good. In 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, it says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of, or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Come on, come on. There's nothing quite like watching God do what he does. As we, as we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. But as we sow bountifully, we reap bountifully. Amen? And I just love God's promises. God's promises are true. I love it what he says in Malachi, test him in this. It's the only times God says test me is regarding finances. Test me, see if I won't open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing you can't contain, amen? Come on, come on, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for everyone who cheerfully gives in this house that allows us to do so many things down in Mexico and with our strategic partners and just loving people all over the world and right here in our local community. And so, God, we just thank you for the cheerful givers that give this morning to make this all possible. Father, we, we honor you. We honor your word. We know it to be true, and we live it out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I'm excited. Are you excited? Good morning. Yes, I am excited. Yes, we are Justin and Chelsea. You didn't say that. They didn't know. I don't think anybody knew. Yeah. So good to see you guys. What an amazingly, amazingly beautiful day. Isn't it amazing out there? Woohoo! So, so good. Well, we are um, going to go over a few little announcements. If you don't have the Church Center app, get the Church Center app. If you do have the Church Center app, you can, like, zone out for a minute if you want. Because you already have all of this information. Okay, so... Happening this week, we have youth on Tuesday night, fight club on Thursday night, men's breakfast on Saturday. That's two in one week. Usually it alternates week. You guys are like double dipping. So good. And for anyone who's interested in uh, partnering with us to go to Tijuana Christian Mission, that's the orphanage down in Tijuana. We just went yesterday, and it was amazing. Um, so, 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 so good. And let me just tell you, you are interested in going. You are, because it's so good. It's so good. So if you um, want to know how you can be a part, how you can partner with us, there is an informational meeting directly following service today um, to where you can kind of get your application and kind of fill out all of the information um, and get all of the information that you need to be able to go with us, and it's going to be awesome. And then next week, the 17th, we have child dedications. So if you, yes, if you have a child that has not been dedicated to the Lord and you want to do that or you know somebody, um, it's going to be a really special day. I know um, of one little baby girl, Sunday Grace, that's watching right now, I'm sure, um, that's going to be dedicated to the Lord next week, which is going to be super special. Do you want to talk about what's happening this weekend? Yeah. This weekend, you guys, is the Slave Free Project Ball. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't gotten your ball tickets yet, get online, get your ball tickets. That's happening this coming Saturday, the 16th. It's going to be epic. We have the pastors in the house this morning, which I'm so excited about. I love them so much. Um, but uh, 
pumped to see all of that. But we want you to be connected. If you don't feel connected, it's because you're not connected. Get connected. And the best way to get connected is to participate. Come on. The participation award is connection. Right? Come on. You get to be connected with, with your brothers and sisters. Get connected. Be a part of a team. Be a part of a group. Show up to men's. Show up to women's. And let's do this thing together. It's going to be awesome. Are you excited? Oh, my gosh. Do you know what this month is? It's Pastor Appreciation Month. And I have to say thank you to those that put that video out there. That was such a blessing. I was crying this morning in weird ways, but it was really, really awesome, and I'm grateful. Um, we, we, we love you all so much, but you have to know that we don't pastor this church by ourselves. Do you know that? We have a pastoral team. Can we get our pastoral team to come up here, please? Nope, we're going to have them come up top. Yeah, we'll have them come up top. Come up the stairs right here, and we'll come up top. Or those stairs. You can pick whatever you want. You guys are leaders. Just make your own way. It's cool. It's all good. We let our leaders lead. That's right. Come on. If you didn't know, this is our pastoral team. These are the Dominguez's right here, Tanya and Abel. Yes, the Twisses, AJ and Sarah, Jen, Mulat, she's awesome, and Pastor Keith will be preaching this morning. This is our pastoral team. Come on, lift up a shout for these guys. Stand on your feet. Get loud and rowdy. Come on. Get crazy up in here. Here's what you don't know. These guys work tirelessly. I lost the card and that one fell down. You have to read what that one is. Here's Jen. That's, that's probably, is that AJ's? There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. We love. Okay, just so you guys know, seriously, they, these guys right here, they are the ones that hold our arms up when we need our arms held up. They are the ones that pray for us. They are the ones that mourn with us, celebrate with us. They're in it with us all of the time, and they, um, they are the front lines. They hear all of the things. They are our buffer sometimes, <laughs> um, and they make it happen. And I can't look at you because I'll cry, but <laughs> um, they're amazing. So celebrate them today. They are so, 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 so um, in love with you guys. They want to serve. They want to go out of their way to love on you and to serve you. And so I hope and pray that you don't take that for granted because they are the hands and the feet of Jesus. I mean, we spit vision and they just, I mean, make it happen. It's amazing. Absolutely true. I, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, this week I was I was with my, my sons and I took Noah to hockey and, and uh, little Judah, we got out of the car and he goes, oh, wow. And I'm like, what, buddy? And he said, there's rocks on the street. And I'm like, okay. And it's like an old parking lot, you know, like it, it just needs to be redone. That's why it's very rocky looking. And then he looks behind him and he goes, wow. And I'm like, what, bud? He said, there's trees at the hockey place. And God spoke to me in that moment. And he said, don't treat those things as common. All of a sudden, I'm looking at the rocks in the street and looking at the trees that are right next to the parking spaces. And I'm thinking, it's just a tree. It's just a parking space. It's just the parking lot. 
And you know what? I think sometimes we can look at our leaders and just think, wow, these are just people who serve. That's the people we count on. It's the people that do all the work. It's, you know, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I just felt like the Lord was saying, don't treat these things as common. It says in, uh, I have no idea where it's at. Acts 10, there it is. Acts 10, 15. And a voice spoke to him again a second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. You must not call common. These are uncommon people. Because they don't ask for anything. They work so hard. And they give their hearts for all of what what church is. You guys. They counsel people in the middle of the night. They take care of them. Even when they don't know what they're doing, they do it anyway. They figure it out. When volunteers don't show up, they become three people just like that. And I'm just so grateful for you. So grateful for each of you and what you've poured out this last year. And, And... Pastor Appreciation Month belongs to you because we love you so much. You mean the world to us. So, yeah, give me a hand. Ah. Yeah, I want to take that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to take a moment too because I have this special couple come up here. The uh, Dominguez's. These guys... These guys have served faithfully in ministry for years and years and years and years. I mean, you can't tell, but they're like 150 years old. They, they wear it well. But they have served at high capacities for years and years for different churches. And, and, our, and they came into this, this pandemic and all the craziness, and they served this church in a huge, huge way this last year and a half. And it's been absolutely incredible. But as we've sat with them, we could see that tiredness becomes a thing. And we wanted to make sure that we honor them because of what they have done and who they are. Amen? And one of the things we want to switch and change up in churches is giving leaders a chance to rest when they need to. And that's something we need to understand. What I'm telling you in person is what we've told them in private is that it is okay to rest. It is okay to step away from all of the challenges and all those things. And just like I said last week, that what I learned in the Marine Corps is we did log drills is that you put the strong ones on the outside and you put the ones that maybe aren't the weak ones but are the tired ones on the inside. And so we, we surround these two right now because they are in need of that time of rest to go and build their business, build their families. And if any of you knows somebody that needs to, a, a renter, these guys are going to need a home at the end of November. And so if you know somebody that knows somebody, let them know because these guys are going to be amazing renters. And, uh, and they need a new home to go live in and bring their, bring their kids to and, and grow up in. So, um, But will you, will you do me a favor? Can we pray together for these guys? You know, it's, it's really good to look out and not to know everybody, right? Because we want this to be a moment of honesty and transparency and truth. And we've stepped back since about VBS, right? And we didn't want to come up and say, we are stepping back from our responsibilities, from our leadership roles, and then you never see us again. So we've been living out what we're doing right now for the past few months. And yes, we are no longer pastoral staff. We are no longer leaders, but we are here to serve. And we're not going anywhere, and if God's called us to go somewhere else, then we will be honest and open and transparent about that as well. But this is our church home. These are our pastors, and we're choosing to serve at Living Stones Church. We're just choosing to 
change our focus a little bit this season. And it's not, it's not new, right? <laughs> when we met Justin and Chelsea a year ago, we had resigned from our positions at the previous church we were at. And then we became one big church, right? And doing what we do best, we stepped back in trying to keep everything together because we saw people and we saw hurt and we didn't want to cause more hurt. And um, we were challenged to read the Bible in a year, right? The rest of the year. And I was reading through Matthew and it says in, I didn't bring my Bible up, but somewhere in chapter 22, it says to be obedient, right? And God will bless your obedience. And I tell my children all the time, like, Delayed obedience is an obedience. It's just waiting to do the right thing when you already know what the right thing is, right? And and we've delayed being obedient for a year and a few months now because we wanted to do what we thought was the right thing. And God never told us to do anything different. We just chose not to listen. And so we're being obedient, and we're still here through it all. You know, that takes courage and bravery, and um, so we're so proud of you guys, honestly, and we're excited for this season. This is not a negative thing. I just want to make sure that that's clear. This is not a negative thing. This is something to celebrate because well done. Well done, you guys. Really, well done. You deserve it. It's so, so, so good. So we honor you, and I just want, I know it's going to get like a little bit snug up here, but we just want to um, pray over you guys. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, capacity. Oh my gosh. And we're taking all your time, Pastor Keith. I'm so sorry. Oh, Father, we just um, come before you, Lord. We're so, so, so grateful for, for Tanya and Abel, God. And God, we just praise you, Lord, that you call them son and you call them daughter. And this season is for that so that they can just relish in what that means. That they can just relish in being a son and a daughter, God that they can also be a mom and a dad, husband and wife, that they can um, seek first the kingdom and your righteousness and all things will be added to them and that will be applied in their home and their marriage and their business with their kids, everything that they do, everything that their hands touch. We just pray a blessing over it, Lord. And we thank you, God, that you um, are a God of provision. You are a God that um, provides beyond our understanding, but beyond what we could think or imagine. And so we just declare and claim that today in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for the time that we've had to serve alongside them. And thank you, Lord, that they're not leaving, but they're just transitioning. And it's so, so good. God, thank you for their obedience, for their bravery in it, Lord. God, we just praise you today because you are faithful. You're faithful. We celebrate you. Thank you, Lord. God, we bless them with rest, supernatural rest that only you can give. You're the Prince of Peace, and we just speak peace over every part of their lives. God, let this be a season of strengthening, a season of preparation, a season to get ready for more than what you have. And so, Lord God, as, as we, as, as people who love them, as, as pastors in this church, God, we just ask, Lord, that, that you'd give them that rest that they need and deserve. And, God, that we can support them in that, that we can walk through that with them. And, God, that we'll be faithful to pray for them and lift them up in our prayers and to see you do an amazing work in and through them. So, God, we just thank you for the Dominguezes. We bless them to keep working, to keep doing what God's called them to do, but at the same time, rest in it. And so, God, we thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Love you, man. Love you guys.
Okay, so we're going to steal the microphone real quick. Um, uh, if you guys don't know Pastor Justin and Pastor Chelsea, these are our lead pastors of Livingstone's Church. So everybody say, hi, pastors. Oh, that was super weak. Come on, try it again. Hi, pastors. Oh, way better. Okay, cool. Um, so we are just honored um, to have them leading us. Uh, about a year and a half ago, they they took us, and this is, everybody has a different story, right? God's good, and he gives each of us a different story. But um, they took our church, and they took us under their wings. And, um, and they've loved us like their own, and they've pastored us like their own. And um, we are just so honored that we get to serve under such amazing leaders and leaders that love you guys well. Uh, like they were saying, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff you guys don't get to see, but we as their pastoral staff, we do get to see it. We get to see the tears that are shed over, over people, over situations, um, and just their hearts. And if you've ever had a doubt in your mind that these people love you, that doubt should be completely erased, eradicated, because they love you guys more than words could ever say. And we are just so grateful to have both of you guys that get to um, stand beside us and lift us up and um, just encourage us to be the people that we get to be today. And your eyes are always focused on Jesus. And so as we follow you, we get to go along the path and we get to, we get to follow Jesus because of you guys. And we're just so grateful for you guys. I know. I'm like, if I follow that one. <clears throat> She didn't tell me I was speaking. But we are so honored to have Justin and Chelsea. Um, they are just so loving. Like, if you guys don't know this, they're so loving. They will give you all their time in the day when they don't even have it. They have a family and children of their own, and they love this church almost just the same. And they give all their time and their energy, and we just love that you guys sacrifice so much. We know that sometimes it's not easy. <laughs> we know, right? It's not easy, but we love you guys, and we value you. And they always say this. If you don't know them already, they say, I love you. I love you all the time. And at first, I was like, that's kind of weird, but I love you too? I guess, like, I don't know. But it's the value of how they, like, love Jesus because Jesus loves everyone, and they love like Jesus. And so I just, when I hear them say that now, first it was weird. But now when I see it, I see them living out like Jesus. Because sometimes when we don't feel loved, like Jesus loves us, and we hear that Jesus loves us, it sounds weird. But I think they live it out, and they give a perfect example of what that is, that Jesus loves us no matter what. And so we love you guys. Um, and we have a little something special. It's little. It's little. It's little something tiny. Probably a picture of me. Just kidding. <laughs> For your living room. It's like Christmas. They're like really slow though. <laughs> Upside down. Just kidding. <laughs> So that was um, a verse that we've heard um, Pastor Chelsea say and Pastor Justin also. He preached about it um, 
a couple of weeks ago. And so that's just a small token of our appreciation. And um, I know somebody custom made it who's not wanting to be named. And so we appreciate, um, we appreciate that. And um, we just love you guys. So can we just reach a hand out real quick and we're going to pray over our pastors? Where's AJ? Okay, we got this. You want to come join us? <laughs> Sorry, give you the mic too. I don't want to be of my cog. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come in for the Holy Spirit to reside here, Lord, as they go out. I pray over our pastors right now, our lead pastors, Lord. I know that you give them wisdom beyond yours, Lord. I pray that the anointing is flowed over their head to their toes, Lord, and passed on to the generations below them, Lord. I pray that you keep on guiding them with wisdom, Lord, and they seek good counsel. They have people around them that give them good counsel, Lord. Outside the church, your body is what represents not this building, but you, you as Jesus, Lord. And we are, we're your hands and feet, Lord. And thank you for that. I pray that you keep on uh, bringing um, them to people that need them, Lord, and show them Jesus the right way, Lord, that we have to go after them ourselves, Lord. I pray that you keep on, uh, man, just keep on, keep on giving us abilities to be anointed by you, Lord, and I pray that you keep on giving wisdom, and, and I said that more than one time, I know that, but Lord, thank you for these two pastors here, Lord. I pray that uh, fill them up right now in your name, Lord, and I just pray in your name, precious name, Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's a good idea. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, you guys. We were literally at the store looking at all these things, like scriptures and things to put on the wall. And she's like, do you think we'll ever find a, a Matthew 6.33 scripture thing? I'm like, that'll never happen. It's not, it's not that famous of a verse. It won't happen. And so here we are. We didn't get to put that in our house. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we're so very blessed. I, for one, would like to hear the word. Does anybody want to hear the word? Yes, it's all about Jesus, not about us. And so, um, Pastor Keith, will you get up here, my man? This guy is going to bring the word today. So, so darn good. He, he even said, he, he said uh, he's going to go in between. He's going to wear this T-shirt instead of a blue tutu. So, I, I appreciate, pink tutu, sorry about that. He doesn't own a blue tutu, so he owns a pink tutu. So, anyway, um, thank you, Lord, for, for Pastor Keith. Let fire come out of his belly. And, and bless us all to be closer to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Light it up, dude. No? Oh. That's got to go down some. So does God know what he's doing? I love something that Pastor Tanya said. And she said that they had been waiting to be obedient. And what she said that I loved was that they were doing what they thought. And it wasn't what God thought. And that's going to be a theme. I, I love what he's doing because we didn't talk about that. But that's a theme that is woven throughout what we're going to hear today. But before we do that, um, since I have a mic, I, I suppose he can mute me, but I have a mic. I want to honor a couple other people. Um, there's another man in the room that is a pastor, but he is, and he may not want this, but he is my friend and my brother and family. And he sharpens me, and he loves me, and he keeps me honest and accountable. So I want to just recognize Pastor Rudy as a friend and a brother.
and I know he doesn't want that, but he is. He sharpens me, and he keeps me accountable, and he loves me well. And sometimes, and he might not even know this, sometimes when I need it the most, he's the person that speaks truth into me, and I need that. So I appreciate him. There's another man I want to honor, and he's going to not like me for this, but Mr. Sam Huff, it is his birthday today. So we're going to wish him a happy birthday, but Sam is a man of honor and a man of God. And what I love most about this man is there is always scripture coming out of his mouth because it's in his heart. And that's another thing that that we're going to hit on today. So, Sam, I just want to honor you. Wish you a happy birthday. Everybody say happy birthday to him. Um, Then there's one other thing I want to do, and I'm going to talk to the guys in the room. And this is kind of a, a gratuitous commercial. But guys... If you don't have tickets, there is a princess ball coming, and you need to take your wives on a date. I'm looking at Crawford. I'm looking at Emmy. Even Josh, you can take a date. Men, this is an opportunity to love on your wives and do something special. What they didn't say is this is a princess ball. It's a formal black tie. Your wife might not have been able to do this since maybe prom in high school. So you know what? Go to the um, CERT Ministries page. Get a ticket. It's next week on Saturday. I think gates open at 4.30 because it's a way to support the ministry, but it's a way to love and celebrate, and it's something special you can do for your wife. So we're going to get into it. We'll see how this goes this morning. Um, We're going to start in Galatians 2, so I'm going to give everybody a chance to get there. Um, I think if I remember, I'm going to say good morning to everybody here, but there's some people online. I don't know how you look at who's online, so I'm just saying good morning to them. Um, We're glad you're here. Guys, I hope you have your Bibles on either this one or on the phone. I'll tell you, every time Pastor Justin asked about paper Bible people, I don't know about you, but this is the one. Because to me, I need to feel it. I want to feel the pages, and I love the pages. Um, But if you can go to um, um, Galatians 2, and we've been in a series called um, Basket Cases. And you can look, um, you can go to, I think it's the Church Center app. You can go to um, the Bible app and see more, um, and get involved and interact there. Um, and, and I'm going to make um, Pastor Rudy smile again because I was told I had to have a title, and I have to have some points. And the title for this message is one of the favorite things he loves to say, so I'm stealing it from him, and it's You Can't Kill a Dead Man. And, and what I'm going to tell you this morning, though, is this, and I'm looking at the faces that are here, I told Pastor Rudy this this week. This is not a message for unbelievers. This is a message for the church. What God has for us, he had for me, and it's for the church. And if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus, uh, we'll get into that at the end. But this is a message for the church. So if you can go to Galatians um, 2.20, uh, and I'm going to read it. This is out of the NLT. It says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So I live this, in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who has loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For for if keeping the law could make us right with God, there would be no need for Christ to die. And I read that verse, and I'm going to tell you, this verse and and all the verses we're going to go through today, guess what, guys, you're going to know them all. They're going to be in the front of your memory. These are verses that I call are, they're on a T-shirt, they're on a bumper sticker, they're on a mug. But God spoke something to me today, and you guys know I love my t-shirts, but he spoke something even to me this morning, that if these verses are on a, on a coffee mug, 
if they're on a bumper sticker, if they're on a plaque on our wall, and they're written there, but they're not written on our heart, it is absolutely meaningless because they must be written on our heart. And my greatest desire today is that these things infiltrate our heart. And, and as I read that, most of us know, um, most of us know that out of, out of a different version of the NLT, and what does it say? I've been crucified with Christ. But I ask myself, do, I, do we really understand what that means, to be crucified with Christ? Again, it's on a bumper sticker. I think we know it. I think we quote it. But I don't think we understand it. And, and I'm even going to go off notes here a little bit, um, tell you a little bit about my COVID journey, because you guys know right after VBS, I got COVID pretty bad. And I was down. And we were meant to go on a trip to Estonia a week after I got sick. And I was angry, and I was, I was wrestling with God, and I was arguing with God. And I first thought to myself, maybe this will be, one, I'll be one of the people that doesn't get bad symptoms. I'll be better in a week. I can test negative all those things. And as the week went on, it got worse. And I was frustrated. And I argued with God. And you know what God said to me? He said to me, and this is what I love, what Pastor Tanya said. He said to me, do you want what you want, or do you want what I want? And that, I'll be honest, guys, that kind of hurt because that trip at that time was something that I wanted and not what God had. And then as I was down for a while, I watched the things that were happening at the church and at the ranch and different things with the Slave Free Project. And I kept getting frustrated with God because I said, I want to be there. I want to do that. And he repeated to me, do you want what you want or do you want what I want? And then in that moment, he spoke to me, this is what it's like to be crucified with Christ. To be crucified with Christ is to literally give up what I want. And it doesn't matter whether it's a car or a house. It doesn't matter whether it's money. It doesn't matter whether it's ministry, guys. Do I want what I want or do I want what he wants? And to be crucified with Christ is to give up and surrender everything that I want. Even if it's a dream he's planted me, and give it back to him. And, and it's just amazing how, as I was sick, that journey he took me on was a journey of refinement. It was a journey of me being crucified. It was a journey of me continuing to learn, I've got to give up what I want. I've got to walk away from my definition. I've got to, am I hearing what God has? So I have another verse that I want to get to in 2 Corinthians 5, and it's 13 through 15. And I know some of you guys are going to love this, and I know Pastor Justin's going to love this because I love what it says in the NLT. And it says, if it seems that we are crazy, let it be to the glory of God. And I look at some of the folks in the room here. I look at, at, at the Twisses, at Pastor Justin, at, at the CERT team. And they do some crazy things, right? But why do they do it? For the glory of God. Because they've been crucified with guy, Christ, they do it for the glory of God. So I love how it says, if we seem crazy, it's bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe Christ died for all of us, we also believe that we have died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his life will no longer live for themselves, but instead they will live for Christ, he who died and raised them. And again, I love how 14 says, we also believe that we have died to our old life. Again, what does that mean to die to our old life? It means to die to our desires. It means to die to the, the things that we want. It means to die to some of our attitudes. And I'll even be so bold as to say, 
we live in, I'm going to go there, in a polarized political and other culture. Sometimes it means we are to die to our opinions. Because I'll tell you, and I tell people this all the time, my opinion doesn't matter when it comes to this. There's a time to put my opinion on the shelf because this is the truth. And if my opinion comes in conflict with this, my opinion is wrong. So I, I love what those scriptures say. Um, and, and in this, the other context I want to give, it's in this, in these verses, but particularly in Corinthians, um, God is talking about us being ambassadors, talking about us being soldiers in his army. And for those, and I've never served in the military, I'll be honest with that. But for those who served in the military, what do you know? You're given an order and you follow an order. They tell you when to get up and when to go to sleep. They tell you when to eat. They tell you how to march. And why do we treat God different? We voluntarily stepped up to be soldiers for God. Why do we treat him any different? Why, why are his orders optional? Why are his commands optional? So I also told I have to have points, right? So I have a first point, and this is going to sound funny because it's horrible, horrible English, right? But I want to want what God wants. Because, guys, sometimes we don't want what God wants. Um, and my wife will attest to this. There are times I have to pray not what God wants, but to want what God wants because I needed him to change my heart, and I needed him to mold and shape me because I need him to put in me to want what he wants. Because I'll be honest, I don't always want what he wants, and we don't always want what he wants. But are we willing to seek him? Are we willing to ask him to change us to want what he wants? That's the first point. Um, then Luke 9, 23 and 24, again, you guys are all going to know this. Uh, it says, then he said to the crowd, if any of us wants to be a follower, be my follower, you must give up your own way. Give up your own way. Again, let these words sink in. Let them be written on your heart, not just on, on, on a bumper sticker or on a T-shirt. Give up your own way. Take up your cross daily. Really absorb and think about what that means because I don't think we understand. I don't think I understand what that means sometimes. And follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will find it. But again, guys, we, oh, we so often think of that as this, in my mind, this, this glorious thing, this, this warm and fuzzy thing. But what does that look like every day? Tomorrow morning when you guys go to work or whatever is for you for that day, what does it look like to deny yourself? What does it look like to pick up that cross? What cross has God given you? To ask yourself that. What, um, what would he have you do? And are we courageous enough to put our, we all have these mental to-do lists, right? And we know what we need to accomplish in a day. But are we willing to put that aside and say, God, what do you want? The other thing that God challenges me with often, guys, is when I go into my week, do I take God with me along where I want to go? Or do I follow him where he wants to go? And, you know, we're all thinking things like, but I've got to work and provide for my family, and I've got to do these things. Yeah, I get it. But what if he asks you not to go to work and do something completely different? Are you willing to follow and do that and trust that he's going to provide and do? That's bold. That's big. Those are, and those are energizing words. I get it. But my desire is that we don't walk away with just inspired hearts and feeling good about a message and, yeah, I can do it, but inspires real change in us. 
that what if we're on the way to work and God says, stop and help that person? And we're thinking, I'm going to be late to a meeting? Yeah, I don't care. God's going to take care of that. He's got my meeting. There's a person. Since, since they're here, I can keep calling them out. When, when a girl goes missing, there's a team that drops everything and goes. They leave the 99 to rescue the one. But that is not reserved. That is not reserved for just a certain team. There is a one in our path every single day. Do you guys get that? Every single day there's a one in your path. But are you willing? And are you willing to hear what God says? And I'm trying really hard. I don't know how the camera's focused because I want to walk around. But are, are we willing? So uh, another point is, I know I'm going way out of order, but another point is I will deny what I want and I will choose what God wants. But will we do that? It's easy on a Sunday morning. It's easy when we're sitting here. But tomorrow at work, or when that coworker that annoys you and that you don't like, God places in your heart, they need to hear about Jesus. They need to know that they're loved. Are you willing in that moment to deny what you want? Because maybe you don't want to be there. Maybe you don't want to talk to them. Maybe you want to tell them where to go, right? Are we willing to deny what we want and do what God wants? It's that simple. So I'm going to go to Luke 22, 42, and 43. And it says, this is Jesus. And this is in the garden. And I'll tell you guys, I believe that Jesus, each day he lived, and each step he, t- each step he took, he knew his destination, and that destination was the cross. And the miracles that he did and the people that he touched and the gospel that he preached was still all about that destination. Every single moment, his aim was the cross. So scripture says, Father, if you're willing, he was in the garden, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet not your will be done, or not my will be done, but yours. Then an angel appeared from heaven and strengthened him. And again, we read these things, but are we really really willing to say not what I want God but what you want I'm going to ask like AJ and Pete to come help me for a second because I want to do something there might be a splash zone because we thing is guys is we as we think about our sin, as we think about our hurt, as we think about all the reasons that we don't do what God has for us, what do we do? We have excuses. We have reasons that we can't. We justify it. I believe it's even in Proverbs where Scripture says that we can justify anything in our own mind. We can make things right anything in our own mind. And we, it, it doesn't matter whether you sit in a chair, whether you go to a normal job, whether you're a pastor, part-time, or full-time. We have reasons that we don't do things. And I borrowed this too, so. And my wife right now is looking, and she's thinking, is that one of my knives? And did I steal it out of the cabinet? I did not. But you know, in, in this life, we are like this cup, right? And from the time we're born, there's things we experience. We, we sometimes experience the pain or loss of a loved one, Loss of a loved one. 
or a betrayal, right? Someone that hurts us. Maybe, maybe a sin that we commit. I'm going to talk to guys for a minute. You know, these things are, these things are ugly, but maybe that sin of pornography or looking at another woman. For women, I don't know, maybe that gossip and that thing that we do. But we experience a lot of things and a lot of hurts. Some of them people do to us. Some of them we do to ourselves, right? And we, um, sometimes life kind of chews us up and spits us out, right? And we feel like this. Maybe it's when someone wrongs us. Maybe it's when we have a bad landlord or even pastors that have hurt us. But we make a lot of excuses and we make a lot of reasons. And we end up feeling like this, right? And then we come to church and we praise and we worship. But we feel like this, right? And the Holy Spirit's there. And he's filling the room and he's filling us up. And we feel great. But even sometimes by Monday, Tuesday, why do we feel empty? Because we're walking with the hurt and the pain that we've experienced. We hold on to it. No one does that to us. We hold on to it. What about our sin? Sometimes it's pain and hurt, but what about our own sin? What about when we're unwilling and make excuses to walk away from our own sin because somebody's hurt us? Because we feel like we deserve. Because we're angry at God. But so often we live this way. And then I'll tell you, we go, we go into this churchy environment and we talk to people and we ask for advice. And these are baby shark band-aids, by the way. But what do we do? And what do people say? And I would never advocate for not doing those things. But what do people say? People say, oh, read your Bible a little bit more. And you need to pray a little bit more. Pray longer. And get involved in a men or a women's group. Get involved in a Bible study. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, not a one of them. But without Jesus, what do those do? Without Jesus, what do those do? So here we are with these Band-Aids. And they're good things, but we're here with these Band-Aids. And we go back to church, and still what happens? The Holy Spirit's there. But then by Monday or Tuesday, we're empty. We are empty. And in this church, we talk a lot about old and new wineskins. And there's nothing wrong with the word, and there's nothing wrong with prayer. But we're still seeking it in ourselves, and it's just Jesus, guys. It's just Jesus. And when we die to ourselves, and we let Jesus live in us, it's no longer I that live, but Jesus that lives in me. And Jesus surrounds me. And now I'm really going to make a mess. Because then when we come to church, Jesus has covered all that. And the only way the water gets out 
is when it overflows the top. But when it overflows the top, what does that do? That impacts and spills into the people around you. Because all of this scripture and dying to self still isn't about us. It's about the people that need you to die to yourself so you can change them, so Jesus can impact them through you. And I want to read you another scripture. It's John 19, 28 through 30. And Jesus was on the cross at this point, guys. He's on the cross. And he says, Jesus knew, it says Jesus knew that his mission was finished. And to fulfill the scripture, he said, this is, I am thirsty. A jar of wine was sitting there. So they soaked it up in a sponge, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. And when he tasted it, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And the thing is, guys, when we hold on to these things, we are holding on to those things. And Jesus said, it is finished. That pain, that hurt, that sin, he already did it. Why are you holding on to that sin? Why are we holding on to it? Why are we holding on to that bad habit? Why are we holding on to that attitude? Why are we holding on to that hurt of that person that hurt us? doesn't matter how much they wronged you. doesn't matter what they did to you. doesn't matter how many images you've looked at that you shouldn't. It matters that you give it to Jesus. And he said, it is finished. And uh, somebody, he'll remain nameless, gave me a, a, a podcast to listen to this week, and I listened to it. And this preacher goes so far as to call people who hold on to these things, our sin, our pain, our hurt, and make things about ourselves and make excuses, he calls them a liar. Because the enemy is lying to us and we're letting him lie to us. And we are lying to ourselves by holding on to these things. And we don't have to anymore because Jesus just did it. And we make it so complicated, but it's so simple. It is finished. And are we willing, are we willing to let it be finished today? I'm going to implore you guys. I guess we have a little bit of time. Maybe we'll be done early. But I'm going to implore you guys to not walk out of this place without letting it be finished. Because it's great when you hear a sermon or a message that tickles your ears and fires you up and makes you feel good and you feel on top of the world. But God, if you, guys, if we go into Monday and Tuesday and the next day and you feel empty again, Anything that happened here today and anything I said is worthless and it doesn't matter. It matters that it changes us. It matters that it changes me. And I'll tell you guys, this journey through COVID, it changed me because I learned there was things I was holding on to. I learned there was pride and selfishness in me. And people look and they say, oh, a pastor doesn't have those things. Yeah, they do. And he is constantly working on us. And he puts people in our lives like Pastor Justin and Pastor Rudy to sharpen us, to hold us accountable, to speak truth to us when we don't even, they don't even realize they're doing it sometimes. So don't, don't walk away from this place today. Just hearing a good message may be good. To letting your heart be inspired. It's got to mean something. It's got to matter something. These scriptures need to be written on our hearts. Not on the outside, but on the inside. And as we were even praying this morning, the scripture says this of itself, that it is a double-edged sword. And it is sharp to the dividing of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And God, let it cut us deeply today. Let it cut us deeply today.
and then I'm also gonna I'm gonna go somewhere else because we talk about pornography and we talk about some of these more heinous crimes, right? And there may be things we've done and put us in prison and all. And there's people probably sitting here saying, uh, Pastor, I've never done anything that bad. I've lived a pretty good life. My, mine are small things. But you're still holding on, and it's still holding you back, and that's why you feel empty. And I believe sometimes when people ask, and I'm not a theologian, but I believe God's word. And sometimes some people ask, what, how do you define sin, right? How do you define sin? And um, there's a scripture in John, 1 John 5.21. And I believe, for me, this captures when sin is entering. And it simply says, dear children, keep away from anything that takes God's place in your heart. And we have to look and we have to examine what's taking God's place in my heart. Because that's the thing that's creating the holes in us, and that's the thing that's emptying us. And those are the things that are taking away. And they can be simple. What comes in between you and God? Is it TV? Is it food? Is it money? You know, as, as, a, as a, a leadership team, we talk about, is it ministry? Because ministry that's not focused on Jesus and ministry when we do it for the point of ministry is another whole. So I challenge you to really absorb that scripture. Dear children, keep away from anything, anything that takes God's place in your heart. And we can have the worship team come up. Um, I didn't even get to the last point, guys. Um, because there's a time when I think God pierces our heart and it's not about points and it's not about message titles and those are good and those are valuable but there's also a time in prayer and Bible study and reading your Bible more and a men's group and a women's group those are all important but there's a time where we hide behind those things and those things become band-aids band-aids when we're not seeking pursuing Jesus when we're simply not surrendering to him when we're simply not crucifying ourselves and allowing that. And I would leave you with, you know, when Jesus was on the cross at any time, he could have come down from that cross. But it was voluntary. And he stayed up there. He stayed up there. I'm not sure we understand that either. He could have, and he didn't. And he's simply asking us to follow in his footsteps. So, I ask myself, even in the moment, where do we go from here as we hear these things? And I'll even tell you, it's, it's 11.15, guys. We're right on time, but it wasn't meant to be on time. I would implore you guys again not to leave this place without doing some business with God. Not to leave this place without identifying what that hole is, what that thing is you're holding on to. I'm going to name them off again. That hurt, that pain, that no, you may have been betrayed by a family member or friend. You may have been molested or trafficked. You may have been into pornography. You may still be into pornography. Or gossip. All of these things, and guys, I believe God sees these things as equal. It may be as simple as God wants to use you, and you choose to be too busy working. Or too busy watching TV because you're tired and it's been a long week. God wants you to walk away from those things. God wants you to say, I'm going to crucify that. I'm giving it up. God, where do you want me to go? And what do you want me to do? I'm tired. It doesn't matter. I've been hurt. It doesn't matter. I've been betrayed. It doesn't matter. God, I've done unspeakable things. Jesus said, it is finished. But we have to walk in the fullness of that. Jesus did the work. We 
choose now what we're going to do with that. And as believers, we think we get that, but I'm not sure we do. I'm not sure that I understood even a month and a half ago, two months ago, what it truly meant to be crucified with Christ. And I'm not sure I still fully understand it, but I have a lot better picture when God, Holy Spirit, simply uttered the words, do you want what you want or do you want what I want? And I hope you guys walk away remembering that and asking yourself that. I hope that's in your prayer time. And as we kind of wrap up, guys, I know there's probably lunches to be had and chairs to clean up and church to tear down. And I didn't even ask permission, but I'm going to tell you those guys, those things don't matter right now. What matters is going before Jesus and saying, I'm laying this down. I would urge you guys, find a pastor, find a leader, find a prayer tent, go find a corner. Don't don't just pick up the chairs. Don't just be in a rush to tear down. I know it's got to be done. But right now, what matters more is that we lay down those things that are holding us back. Because I'll tell you, it's not about you. When you crucify yourself, when you let those things go, when you do that, God can use you in an even more significant way. Because there's somebody out there today as you walk out of this building that needs you, that needs you to be crucified with him. There's somebody tomorrow or this week that needs you to be crucified with him. I don't care if you work. Phil, I don't care if you're in that, in that chair. Somebody needs you. Scotty, I know there's been a lot of things in your life. Somebody needs you. But sometimes we are held back. It's not by the enemy. We give him too much credit. He gets no glory. We are held back by ourselves, our own attitudes, our own choices, the whole things that we hold on to. So guys, find some time and do some business with Jesus right now. Whatever that looks like, do some business with Jesus. Because it will change you. And there is family, there is friends, there is neighbors, there's random people at the store that need you to do that. Because I'll tell you, all those things that consume us, there's only one thing that we owe this world. One thing. And that's to tell them about Jesus and share Jesus with them. That's the only thing we owe this world. And we can't really do that until we choose to be crucified. And I think Justin would even want to, and if you want to come up, we'd want to do a salvation moment. If there's people that don't know Jesus and you're hearing about this, and what is this crucified thing? And what does it mean to give ourselves up? Because I told you guys, this is a message for the church. And it might not make sense to the unbeliever. But guys, if you want to know that person, and you want to know, there's an opportunity. And, and Pastor Justin knows the ways, but guys, don't, don't walk away without doing business with Jesus. And I don't care, again, how long you've been doing this Christian journey. I don't care what title you have at work or in a church. Do some business. Ask God what that thing is, that thing you've been holding on to. Not the enemy that did to you, nobody else did to you. You've been holding on to it. I say, I want to give this up today. Maybe there's more than one thing. Because to be truly filled up, to be truly filled up, we need to let Jesus cover all those holes. And since we have a couple minutes, oh, just do, I don't know, just desire people do business with Jesus because the things that that are in our minds right now the tasks and priorities of the day 
None of them matter more. None of them matter more, guys. There's a prayer tent. There's an altar. There's corners. Come on. Come on. What a great word. Amen. Come on. I love what what Pastor Keith spoke about uh, me being sacrificed with him, being crucified with him. And the word says that we are crucified with him and we rise with him. And so as I look at that and I thought about the bridge of what a beautiful name, it says death could not hold you, the veil torn before you. You silence the boast of sin and grave. Come on, we get to rise with him. Oh, that sin no longer can boast in your life. It can't say who you are. It can't dictate who you are. Are you with me? Because we have been crucified with Christ, and therefore we rise again with him. Amen? Oh, that sin cannot boast any longer. If you're in here today or you're watching online, we want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. It's the most important thing that you can do in any part of your life is to completely surrender, knowing you can't do this thing on your own. I'm so grateful for that message, and I needed to hear it so we could set aside ourselves and put ourselves and crucify ourselves, taking up that cross to follow him. So if that's you this morning, you're like, I want to have a real relationship with God. I don't need another religious thing to do. I don't need another thing for my schedule. I want to know the creator of all things. I want to know Jesus for myself. If that's you this morning, I want you to pray something like this. Pray in your heart, because guess what? It has nothing to do with the words you say. It has everything to do with the heart in which you say it. So pray something like this. Say, dear Jesus, please forgive me for my sin. God, I give my life to you broken. I got holes all over me. I'm drained by Tuesday. I don't have all that it takes to get to the next Sunday. So, God, I need you to come in. I need you to cover me. I need you to make me brand new, Father, so that I can carry your spirit into my work week, so that I can carry your spirit into into the, the, the evenings with my families. God, I want you to care. I want to be able to carry your spirit into everywhere that I go. I want to be able to say yes to you whenever you ask me to move. And so, God, I dedicate my life to you today. I die to myself. And I want to be raised with you and be with you every day the rest of my life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for raising from the dead on the third day so that I know that you're God and that you're making a way for me to get to be with you forever. If that was you this morning with every head bowed still and every eye closed, if that was it, if you prayed that prayer, the Bible says that confess me before men and I'll confess you before the Father. So if that's you this morning and you made that decision, I want you to raise your hand real high for me. This is between you and Jesus. We're just going to celebrate what he just did. Mm, Come on. Come on. God's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing in you. You have, made, made, you have been made brand new. If you're watching online and you're sitting there in tears on your couch right now, God is speaking to you. That was a message you needed to hear. The reason I've been failing the whole time is because I've been trying to do it by myself. 
been trying to cover up my holes, trying to make myself brand new. Well, you can't. Not any self-help book in the world is going to get you to where you need to be. But God's word will make you whole. God will make you brand new. Jesus will come and, and cover all of that junk. He already paid for it on the cross and said, it is finished. So if that's you this morning, you gave your life to Jesus, I just want you to know that this is, this is the day where things begin to shift. This is the day where when you walk out this thing within your life, you're, you're no longer thinking about you in every situation. You're no longer thinking about how this makes me feel. You're no longer thinking about how, how is, this, is this my purpose? Your purpose is to ask Jesus what your purpose is. Jesus, what do you want me to do today? I am your humble servant. How can I serve you today? And he says, I no longer call you servant. I call you friend. Gosh, living life with Jesus is so much bigger and so much more. I want to open up the altar. Go ahead and stand to your feet. We're going to worship together. If you just gave your life to Jesus, somebody lift up a shout for that person. Come on. Come on. If I could have my pastoral team come to the front. And if you're willing, if you guys would like to pray for people too, I'd love to have you up here too. You know, um, but if Pastor, you need prayer for anything, Pastor go ahead. Justin, God, and, and I know this is off script and this isn't the way to end, but God's given me another picture. And again, this is for the church. And not everybody's going to like this, but somebody needs to hear this. You know, in Proverbs, we are told that when a fool returns to his folly, like a dog returning to its vomit and when we return to our sin when we return to our pain I would even say when we return to our our hurt and we hold on to it so this is going to be weird but I want to paint a picture for you and not everybody knows me well but I, I used to be a drinker and anybody everybody got so drunk and they're at home and they're in the bathroom and their heads over the toilet and they're puking god I know this is weird guys but somebody needs to hear this so you're there in your toilet one, you're puking. And it's everywhere. It overflows the seat. It's in the toilet. And you're so drunk that you pass out. And you lay in it. And think about this. You're out for hours. And that nasty stuff in that toilet ferments. And it's disgusting. But you know what scripture says when we go back to our folly, our sin, our pain? It's like going back to that toilet after you passed out. After you puked, after it's fermented. Imagine picking up a straw or sticking your face in there and drinking it. That's disgusting, isn't it? I see the faces. That's disgusting. But you know what? That's what it's like when we're doing, when we return over and over to our sin, to our pain, to our hurt, the things we hold on to. And I know that's weird, but imagine that. I want you guys to have that image. Can you imagine sticking your face in that toilet and sucking that disgusting stuff up? That's what Scripture says we do when we return to these things. So that's a weird way to end church. I get it. But walk away with that image. Walk away with that image. Do you really want to do that? Later today or this week, when you're tempted, your heart or the enemy or whatever tempts you to walk back into that, have that picture of that nasty stuff in that toilet that you puked up that's fermented and disgusting. And I saw the gross faces, even for the teens, are you really going to go back to that? Because that's what the Bible says we're doing when we return to it. Come on.
So if you came in here with something that you want to let go of and leave it forever, you're like, every time I go, I can't go back and pick that thing up. There's people right up here that are going to pray and believe with you that you're going to leave it, and you're going to leave it right here at the altar, right here where Jesus can take care of it for you. He'll clean up the mess. All right? We've got an amazing team that prays things out of people. Things can be done. So as we sing this, this song, as we get back into worship, just take a moment. If you need prayer, if you don't need prayer with someone, just come up here and let it down yourself. Get down on your knees and let tears come out of your face and let God do what he needs to do so he can change and transform you from right now to what's next. Amen? Come on. Holy Jesus, holy Jesus, death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the mouths of sin the heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again, and you have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever, God, you Pastor Keith was preaching, um, I felt a couple of things, and for those of you that don't know, that, and this is weird for you, I apologize, it's fine that it's weird for you, but God might want to do something in somebody's life, so I'm going to allow him to be weird, okay? God was showing me while, while I was sitting there, I started having this, this pain to go right here in, the, uh, in, in, in my throat, I don't know if it's like a, a lymph node or something, but it was kind of like going right here on the left side. It started to kind of creep up the side of my head right here, and I could feel all this pain. And then I also had another one, but I don't know if it's the same person or not. But does somebody have some issues maybe with a gland or something on the, the, your left side? Is that somebody here physically? God God will heal you. I've watched him heal people from cancer just, in, just by the word. I watched him do it. So if it, you're like, oh, yeah, I've had this th- sore throat. I don't know what it's for. I don't know why, what's going on. God might have a word for you. Don't be afraid. Could be somebody watching online too. Kind of messed myself up when we started doing church online. Saw all kinds of people get healed all over the world. It's crazy. I get calls and text messages. People from all over, all over the state, all over the country, all over the world. If this word is for you today, I just, 
I just feel like that you had this something going on. Maybe you got diagnosed with something in your lymph nodes. I'm not sure what it was. Um, but I just feel like like there's there's something in, in right there in that, that gland that it's just swollen. Something's hurting right there. So, Father, I just pray for that, that touch to come over this person right now. God, if they're watching online, if there's somebody in their, in their house that's with them, I just put your hand on their shoulder right now and just pray for them. Father God, we just thank you that you for your healing touch. God, we thank you that, that there is no distance in the spirit, that you can do anything from anywhere and that you'll bless and love your children. And so, God, I just bless this person right now. I, I feel like you've been dealing with anxiety. That it's almost like you've had a knot in the back of your throat for so long. You've been, you've been holding on to stuff, and you want to let it go, but it seems like every time you let it go, life gets harder, things get worse, and things get more difficult around you, making you have to gulp even deeper, gulp even harder. And I just want you to know right now that God has, has more for you than that. He has peace for you, and he wants to give you peace. He wants to restore peace back in your life. And, and that thing that, that has been hanging over you, whether it was a diagnosis or something emotional, whatever that thing that's been hanging over you, it never, no longer has power. There is a name that is above every other name, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. And that, that name, that name heals all things. That name overcomes all things. And that name is the name that you speak over that anxiety. That name is what you speak over, the, over that stuff in your throat right now. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that you're touching this person right now. I can just, I can feel that release coming for you. That release that you don't have to hold on to this anymore. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, that you love your children that you love your children. The other thing I felt when I was kneeling down here praying is I, I, I all of a sudden I just felt this pain go up the right right here in the middle of, uh, kind of on the right side, but right here on the nasal passage that just this pain just started hitting right there real sharp. Is that somebody specific right in here? Is there somebody specific going through that? Yeah, it's just like all of a sudden this, this headache just hit you real sharp. Got a couple here. Is that you and you or just you? Did, did you raise your hand too? Did you feel that? No. Kai, I love you, man. Soundness of mind. Soundness of mind for my brother. Soundness of mind. Kai, I feel like, God, I could see you in the spirit where you're just hitting your head against the wall. You're like, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing everything everyone's telling me to do, but I'm still not feeling fulfilled. I'm still not feeling it. And you feel like you're just hitting your head against the wall, hitting your head against the wall, hitting your head against the wall. I feel like God's saying, stop. Stop. If you move to the left, I have a door for you. If you move to the right, I've got a window open for you. But you've got to stop hitting your head against the same wall. There's so much more for you, but you've got to stop trying to go down a road that I don't have for you. You gave me permission to be the Lord of your life. But then you're trying to take it back by going and doing these things and doing those things. Stop. Rest for a moment. Heed the next word when he says, take a step to the left. Take a step to the left. When he says, take a step forward, you're like, yeah, that's not what I was asking for, God. But listen, he knows the desires of your heart. And he's going to get you there, but you got to take these certain steps, these important steps to get there. If you got there right away, you wouldn't be strong enough to carry it. Father God, I just thank you for Kai right now. And God, I ask that that headache would begin to subside right now in the name of Jesus, that he no longer feel that sinus pressure. But at the same time, let there be a release in the spirit. The things that you say about him in heaven, the things that you gloat about him in heaven, 
Father God, I pray that those things become to come to pass right now, that you surround him with people who will speak into his life and tell him who he is, who you say that he is, who you created him to be, that it might look like it's a step backwards, but it's actually going to prepare you forwards. And we just thank you right now for it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know we're over time. I apologize. I was just feeling this, uh, like, cramping in my, my left thumb. It's almost like it got jarred back, like, really, really far. Did, did somebody mess up their thumb this week? What happened? Who was that? Somebody overextend their thumb? That person online is probably crying like crazy right now. They're like, my thumb? Are you serious? How did you know that? Listen, I don't know anything, but the Holy Spirit knows everything. The Holy Spirit knows everything. I feel like, maybe it's something spiritual, but I feel like somebody's been trying to put someone in their place, or maybe you felt like you're the under the thumb of somebody else, where somebody's been, just been trying to put you in a corner and, and corner you and stick you in this round hole when you're, when you're a square peg. And you're like, this isn't where it's supposed to be, but I keep getting pushed into this thing. And I feel like God is going to let that release right now, that you're never, not going to experience that anymore. And, and if you're the, the oppressor, I feel like they're, they're, they, you might even feel this guilt, like you've been pushing somebody to do something. You've been pushing them into this corner and pushing them into what they're supposed to do next. But that's not what God's saying. It's time to release your thumb. That's creating more pain for you than it is creating purpose for the other person. Let go and let God do it. Let God do it. Let God do it his way. Even the prodigal son comes back. Come on, somebody. We all have to experience what we need to experience so God can do what he needs to do through us. And your experience doesn't hold you back. It propels you forward. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your experiences. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that sometimes we need to learn by two by four instead of metaphor. Thank you for the hard lessons, Lord. Thank you for the scars. I feel like somebody needed to, to hear that this morning. Thank him for your scars. Thank him for your scars. It's no longer a wound. You got you to gotta let the bandage off so some air can get to it, so God can breathe into that situation. When he breathes over that situation, it becomes healed and it scars over. Then it's just purpose in your life instead of a wound that you carry. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in this place. This is your house. We declare Living Stones Church is your house, and you are, you are able to move about how you want to move about. You're able to minister to your people the way you want to minister to your people. And God, we give you full permission. Mm. Mm. I just feel it in my heart to pray for, for Grandma Height this morning. I got to go and spend some time with her last week, and... and uh, Loved seeing a smile on her face, but I just want to pray for her this morning. Father God, I pray, Lord, just for a, a, a blessing to roll over her body right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would just cover her with your Holy Spirit, blanket her with your love, and Lord God, let her experience perfect peace right now in the name of Jesus. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. No more pain in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I 
that should just call the school district, tell them we're going to be, we're going to go into the night tonight. We're just going to preach until five o'clock tonight. We'll order in and we'll make it happen. But God is so good. Is God good? God is so good. He's so good. Pretty sure they order that I can't have sharp objects. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's all good. We love you. Hey, guess what? It feels empty in here, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel empty in here. You know what? We put out more chairs because we're going to believe for more people to come. Amen? We're believing for what's next. God's been putting some crazy stuff on my heart lately, and so we got to be praying, but I believe he's going to expand this thing even more than we expected. I think a second service is coming sooner than we think, and Holy Spirit's been just been speaking, whether I don't know if it's going to be a night service or a second Sunday morning service, but I'm just believing that God's going to do something. I know I, I barely told you that the other day, but... I just believe God's going to do more. I think our city needs it. I think that our region needs it. They need to experience the Holy Spirit. They need to experience God in a real way. And I believe God's going to do it. Do you believe with me? Come on. Father God, thank you. I bless each and every one of us to go today and be your hands and feet. God, to go today and touch other people today. Lord, whether it's at the restaurant or back at the house or wherever we're going, God, I pray, Lord, that this week would be on purpose that we'd walk with purpose, that we'd walk with fervor, that we'd walk with passion. And God, just like Pastor Keith said, that we'd be willing to have you interrupt our schedule, to interrupt our calendar so that we can live out your will be done and not ours. And so God, I just thank you. I thank you for your church. Your church is beautiful. She's beautiful, Lord. I know why you love her so much. She's beautiful in every way. So God, bless us as we go today. Bless us as we tear down. Bless us as we do men or men's group this week and youth this week and men's breakfast. God, I'm asking you to bless it all as we as we gather together, as we go out and serve our community together. We just thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.